Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. You all know that we live in a pretty divided country. I don't think the fact that it's divided is new as much as is the depth of the division. Um... It's like sitting on two sides of the Grand Canyon. Uh, depends whose side is in power. That's whether you're happy or sad. Uh, but both sides are capable of lobbing rockets across the chasm. And so the question really comes, why is this happening to us? What has fanned the pla- flames? And uh, my point is, the media is what's new. The pervasive 24-hour news cycle and all the different ways that we can not only talk to each other, we can yell and scream at each other. Uh, that's what's made this divide so possible. Um, my guest is Laurie Duke-Jones. Laurie is the host of Morning Coffee on WJRB. Morning Coffee, the first cup. Uh, Morning Coffee with Laurie Duke-Jones airs at 7 a.m. on weekdays. And so welcome, Laurie Duke-Jones, to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Hi, good, good day. How are you? That sounds like your morning voice. Is that your morning voice? Let me voice? tell you, it is my morning voice. Just trying to, um, that's usually when I'm up and I'm trying to wake myself and anybody that is caring to listen to me to make sure that we're up and at them. And we're, you know, we're the hard workers. We're the ones that actually get up for a living. Absolutely. It's good go to, to get work. That's, yeah, it's good to get up for a living. So Yes, it is. So look. Um, we are part of the media, you and I. Um, what do you think about the role of the media, Internet, and all the various media? So what do you think about the role of that in creating the divide in our country today? If it is not considered paramount in the influence that it has had, then, then it, in anyone's mind, then that's incorrect. It is absolutely the driving force. If there is a nail that is being used to divide the country, the nail has been the media. There's no question about that. I mean, all of us are, all of us listen to media one way or the other. If we're driving in our vehicle or sitting at home, there's something running all the time, something kind of coming out of some speakers, earbuds, or headphones, don't you think? And it has to be, um, you know, Denzel Washington was quoted recently, and there were some snippets on some of the news uh, outlets, but, you know, he, he actually was admonishing uh, the media 
And he said, you know, we are in a society and we're in a culture where we, we have to be first with information. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be accurate or have any significance as long as we're first to report. And, you know, when we were, you know, growing up and coming up, you know, I just don't ever remember when we talk about journalism and being a part of the field of news, it was done with with an amount of respect that you were going to treat the news as truth and you were going to try to find a way to uh, inform people of what was going on in a truthful manner. Uh, and that has gone by the wayside, Dr. Dan. I, I, I haven't heard anyone talk about news and journalism in a way uh, or to see it done that I would, would have respect for anyone that's a part of it. Well, you know, when I was young, to me, the media, newspapers or radio uh, or, or early television at the time, it was like a blank canvas and a blank white canvas. They, they were not supposed to put any color on no. the canvas. Whatever was said, whatever was done, that was the color. They were supposed to be neutral. But that's definitely out the window now, isn't it? It is, and you you have to search. You know, you, you used to have a favorite uh, news anchor, you know, that uh, people would automatically think of, you know, when they were growing up, that that's who I went to, whether it was Walker Cron- Cron- Cronkite or it was Tom Brokaw. Um, you know, that you would just think, okay, this is my guy. I'm going to listen to him, and I'm going to hear what he has to say. And you took it to the bank. There was no question of gosh, I hope, did he tell us the truth, or is it just one side? You never thought those things. And now you you not only think it, but you will spend a tireless amount of time trying to look at four or five or six different sources before you can feel comfortable that it's the truth. You mentioned Walter Cronkite, and to me, that's what I, what I was saying is this this business with the media has been really going on for quite a while. It's just gotten worse and worse. Walter Cronkite was very biased. He was very biased against the Vietnam War, and he mm-hmm. is probably singularly responsible for turning the nation's opinion as a whole against that war. It does not surprise me at all because I know so many people – Look to where they received their news and their information during that time. You know, you only had so many sources that you could go to, and those were that was it. It was the gospel. And so in rural America, uh, when it was talked about and you had your favorite person that was giving you this information, um, again, you know, you didn't question whether it was true or not. And so, absolutely, they have played an enormous uh, and, and impactful way throughout our history. But it is just to the level and the masses that are being reached now with the 24-7, not only news media, but my goodness, the way that social media is now impacting um, the way that people think. And you've got what we, you know, uh, refer to in conservative radio, and I know that you do as well, you know, our low-information voters. And you have so many that uh, will just take 
uh, whatever you know is is put on social media or talked about uh, without checking facts, and they will run off emotion based on something that they have read that so many times has no basis and no foundation of truth associated with it. You mentioned something earlier, and that was the word respect. And if one thing is gone from the media and from public discourse now, it is respect. And I think one of the reasons is the social media can be and often is anonymous. You can get on the social media, you can say what you want, and it's not necessarily you that is talking because no one knows who said it. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's right. And you, you, you just got, you know, when you're looking at uh, what we long for and uh, what we hold dear in this country, uh, being able to even disagree. You know, we, we lost uh, Alan Combs uh, yesterday. We heard about uh, him passing away this week. And, and, you know, I remember watching him uh, for years and is very liberal. I, I don't know that I ever agreed with him on anything major, but I had such respect for him because he was able to articulate things and never attack anyone personally. And that you just don't see that now. Well, the personal attacks are unfortunately part of the anonymity of the social media. You can yeah. virtually get on there and say whatever you want as an anonymous individual. cannot be traced back to you easily. It, obviously, it can in many instances. But you really can get on a lot of these uh, blog sites and, and things and discussion forums and pretty much speak your mind, uh, sometimes viciously, and never be held accountable. You know, and, and I, again, you know, as a young person, uh, you know, I remember being, going to Georgia State uh, at night. I worked across from the Capitol when there was only Democrats uh, around and uh, very few conservative voices during that time. And I remember going in and I would listen to the discussions that were back and forth. And, I mean, they would be contemptuous. I mean, just, you know, they raise their voices, and I'd think, I don't see how in the world anything gets done. And then when the debate was over, they'd pick up their jackets, and they'd, they'd all go to lunch together. And, and, you, and, and that's just something that is sorely missing today. You know, you talked about emotion versus fact. And by the way, we are talking with Lori Duke-Jones, the host of Morning Coffee, the first cup here on WJRB. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Lori. I really thank you for being on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. It's wonderful to have you. Um, well, thank you, Dr. Dan, for asking me to be here. It's a pleasure. You know, one of the things that differentiates liberals and conservatives, I have found, is that that very that big divide between emotion and fact? If we have a discussion as conservatives, we have facts behind us that support the reasons why we believe certain things. What I have found is when you're speaking with liter liberals and and progressives, there comes a point when the facts do not mesh with their philosophy, 
And that's when the discussion breaks down because they have to revert at that point to emotion. And nowadays that emotion is coming out sometimes with disrespect and, and a lot of rancor. Oh, my goodness. And, and, you know, when when you have a group that says they are fighting for everyone um, to have greater rights and greater respect in this country, and they want so much for those that um, have had to deal with, you know, being targeted and bullied and, you know, just that they're the bleeding heart. You know, they're the ones that are out there. And, you know, and it's such a misnomer because they're not for everyone. <laughs> they're not for every man and woman. They're only for the men and women who speak and think as they do. And that's the very opposite of what this country is about, which is that we are multicultural. We have a wide array of ideas and we are a free to utilize our gifts and our talents to go after many different uh, jobs and dreams and whatever it is that we want to pursue. And they are wanting to, in fact, stifle that and say, no, if you don't think the way we do, if you don't say the things that we say, we are going to not only just credit you, but we have to, for the sake of the, the poor people that we're just feeling so bad for, for the sake of what all we believe that you don't, we're not only going to discredit you, but we now have to destroy you. And we do that by saying you have no value, you have no say. And it is amazing to me how they can look and hear the things that are going on and then turn and say, no, what we have to say is a value and we are important and we treat everybody the same because they don't treat everyone the same. That's really a, an excellent point is that they espouse, uh, you know, freedom for everyone, but it's really only freedom for if you believe what they believe. And we're seeing a lot of that now, aren't we? Now that uh, President Trump is in office, uh, the backlash from the progressives has been enormous. Uh, but, you know, Saul Alinsky wrote a book, and he told us how to do, how, told them how to do it. And there are groups now forming that are following Alinsky's rules in order to disrupt what should be an, an, a transition, a normal transition of power, albeit not one that the progressives like, but nevertheless an orderly transition of power. What do you know about these groups? Well, we know that one of the ones that, that have come out uh, seem to be a formidable group as far as at least they have got different states now that have chapters of this group called Indivisible. And uh, it, it supposedly this came from some congressional aides uh, that uh, worked and put together uh, what can be done to make your voice heard. But, it's a, you know, it's not really about what they're passionate for or, or different uh, laws that they're trying to uh, make sure happen. It is all because they are part of an anti-Trump movement. They want to do whatever within their power they can do to disrupt normal day-to-day -day activities, uh, whether it's a local commissioner meeting, uh, if it's uh, the uh, district offices. We had someone from Congressman Doug Collins' office uh, tell us that they had had a number of people coming in um, just trying to disrupt their day-to-day -day operations 
there and they you know he was quick to say look in georgia we've not had it as bad as other states other states have had uh you know people packing the parking lots where anybody constituent going and trying to get real needs met uh couldn't even get in the parking lot because these people are there constantly causing disruptions and it is breaking out all over town hall meetings are being disruptive um, and it's very concerning because they're not, again, standing for anything, anything important other than we don't like who the current president is, we don't like his policies, and we're going to do everything within our power to keep anything from getting done. What really irritates me most about this group, Indivisible, and other groups like it, is that they, the news media uh absolutely incorrectly and maliciously incorrectly tries to equate them with the Tea Party from 2009-2010. I know you and I both have extensive experience. These groups are not the Tea Party. No. No, not in their wildest desires would they ever be. And in fact, an, an article from the Associated Press that was released only yesterday says in its opening statement says just like the Tea Party sympathizers who vented out against Democrats and President Obama, the new left and left leaning protesters are taking their ire out on Republicans, trying to justify basically these thuggish act- actions that they are taking. I mean, we have got veterans that are trying to get help with their veterans benefits. We have got people on Medicare and Medicaid that are needing help with paperwork and they're trying to go into these offices, the satellite offices that are set up throughout the state, throughout the nation, and get help from their representatives and they can't get their voice heard because of these Neanderthals who are taking up all the time and space and attention and it is ridiculous. Well, you and I both know that the Tea Party was focused on education, on learning, and on convincing elected officials why they needed to take certain action. There was never burning, looting, stealing. Uh, There was never interrupting of meetings. There were discussions at meetings, but everyone was allowed to have their say. Well, the Tea Partiers had an agenda. Their agenda was to get things passed. When your agenda, when your sole agenda is that you do not like the president, Therefore, you're just not going to allow any activity to take place. Um, that is, that's, that's a group that has no value. They're not attributing or trying to contribute to help their fellow man, their neighbors, their community. And the Tea Party activists had a desire to keep their country from getting out of hand and to keep the values and traditions in place and to take care of better education, to, you know, have everybody's attention turned to Common Core and some of the things that were invading our educational system. And so to be compared uh, to that, I'm sorry, but they, they, they don't have a clue, uh, but they, there's no way that they're compared to the Tea Party activists. You know, their website, indivisibleguide.com, is a good place to go so that we know what the opposition is planning. If you go there, you'll see they are very, very well financed. They are very, very well organized. 
This is not something that we can ignore. Uh, we've been talking today with Lori Duke-Jones of The Morning Coffee on WJRB. Lori Duke-Jones, thank you so very much for being on Freedom Forum Radio. I definitely want to have you back because you know what you're talking about, and I want my listeners to hear your voice. Listen, and I feel the same, Dr. Dan. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing, and it's a very valuable tool to be able to come out at this time uh, for, for the, such a time as this uh, and talk about what we hold dear here in this country, and I appreciate it very much, and I look forward to joining you again soon. Thank you. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything gonna be all right this morning. <laughs>